Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Snap back. Here comes pressure. Quinn from behind doesn't get Huntley. Throws it. And it's caught inside the five. It's Watkins the catch. Deion Bush defending and the Ravens are going to be first and goal at the bare three with 25 seconds to go and two timeouts. We're back with more of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score with Molly, Patrick Manley, and Olin Krutz. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app today. Yeah, there you go. That was uh, that was a big moment in the game. That got him down to the five-yard line. And that wasn't Hollywood Brown who was out of the game. That was the ghost of Sammy Watkins. Are you kidding me? How, how in the name of God it does that happen? I mean, that was – these were effortless plays that were made – I mean, you thought you thought the Bears scored quickly when they when Andy Dalton comes in and threw two passes and boom touchdown. What the hell was that at the end of the game with the game on the line with the lead secured? That's what you allowed to happen. They just marched down the field and and uh, come on, it's just it's unacceptable. No way. Nope, defense can't you can't you can't have it happen. And again, that calls out Kendall Vildor and the DBs and. They're just poor. But right now, where do you go find help? Yeah. You know, you, you can't – this late in the year, you can't go find help unless maybe you have somebody on the practice squad that is really raw and just say, hey, screw it. I'm just going to put him in and see what he can do. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, like I said before, if Artie Burns can't get playing time, he must be doing right. something terrible at practice because Kendall right. Vildor's tape, uh, game tape is not very good. Yeah, and I, and I mean, at some point, you've got to make a change just to make a change. It's almost – it, mm-hmm. It's not fair to the other guys on the field. Uh, you know, no. you, you're seeing this happen repeatedly. And, and I mean, they, you know, the kid is on the sideline and he's feeling awful for himself. And, the, well, and God bless him. Um, he didn't look like he had any confidence left. And I would imagine yeah. that whatever, whatever feel good you started the season with, it's got to be worn out to nothing. It would almost be doing him a favor if you gave him a nice Thanksgiving yes. off. Hey, yes. enjoy your Turk Duncan and just kind of sleep <laughs> on the couch and watch this one, son. No, Molly, it's true, though, because I've been in rooms, special teams room, O-line rooms, offensive meeting rooms where guys just can't get the job done, and they keep having to put them out there, and it's embarrassing for them. And they just, you know, you look, you, you stop looking at them when they get burned or miss, make, make a bad play because you start feeling bad for them because they're your teammates, they're your friends. And then it's almost to a point, like you said, like just get them off the field. Put the next guy in there. He can't be any worse. And if he is worse, it's still bad. <laughs> so you do, you start feeling bad for those guys. And if he's a good guy, you really start feeling bad for him. But, you know, we got lucky. Most of the guys in our locker room are good guys. You always felt bad for him. But, you know, if, if he's a turd, then you're like, all right, whatever. Maybe he's doing something wrong and not, not preparing properly. Right. And then you don't feel bad for him. But if he's a good right. guy and doing the right things, that's where you're, all right, maybe you just get on the bench for a little while and see if you can figure it out from there. 
Let's try uh, Mike. Mike is in Chicago Heights. Hey, Mike. Gentlemen, uh, listen, uh, besides the vaudeville uh, comedians such as the Grouch Brothers and the Three Stooges running the Bears management, um, you know who they're going to fire? The guy that's trying to give him the new radio for his headset. Besides that, what is with the secondary? Is there anybody that can come off the street and cover somebody? That was the worst play I've ever seen in football. I went to the Super Bowl in 1986, and that was fun. But that was ridiculous. Fuller, gone. Tina Tillman, gone. All the good guys, gone. What do we got now? This idiot. The idiot. He was so far away. Why? Why was he so far away? Um, I think you mean the Marx Brothers. I don't know about the Grouch <laughs> Brothers, but uh, careful what you call other people when you make yeah. a blunder like that. Uh, no offense. Um I don't know, Patrick. I mean, listen, they, they looked like they were in some half-hour pre I don't know what it was. There was just way too much room. and far. Yes. First of all, the guy had run by him, and he was grabbing him. And, you know, I... It looked like just a blown coverage, and that's this. Yes. It, when you are in a situation like that, that's when you've got to be on it. That's where communication's got to be over the top. And maybe that's something not having Eddie Jackson there. You know, everybody talks about he's not getting the takeaways, but maybe his voice back there helps get guys in the right spot. And as far as the headset guy... You can't fire him because his daughter used to babysit my daughter. And I love Is that. Is that guy. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he's been there forever. He's awesome. No, well. it, you, it's, it's hard to blame. I know people are going to get upset about the guy with the headset. These headsets, it, it's, this is what, 2021. The yeah. technology we have now, I, it happens all the time. Position coaches that have headsets are just screaming at those guys all the time. I feel bad for them because it's not them. It's whatever's going on with the cord, the headset, the technology, and you feel bad for them. But, yeah, his, his daughter used to babysit my daughter back in the day. <laughs> oh, well, then we'll, we'll, we'll by all means leave him alone. Yeah, I, you know, they, those headsets, um, supposedly they, they came in in Cincinnati 100 years ago, Mm-hmm. Um, and they started, they, they used them based on World War II equipment. It was like, you you know, you would call a tank or something, and these that's how they communicated. And they kept picking up, like, some sort of a taxi squad, like, literally not a taxi squad, <laughs> like people that right. drive cabs are playing for you. But, like, you know, uh, we, need a, we need a cab at the Fairmont. <laughs> that would come into their ears, so they had to scuttle that for a while. And, and you would think at this point that they would have, you know, they wouldn't be running out of batteries or whatever right. it was that went wrong. But, you know, who knows? I mean, the, the NFL probably gets these things from Radio Shack. Who, who knows what they're, where <laughs> well, they're they getting get the, They pay for the cheapest deal, so more money in their that's pocket. That's it, yeah. They go yeah. to the lowest that's, bidder. That's, why, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's just, a, yeah. But it's no one's fault about it. Dave is in Munster. Hey, Dave. Did we lose Dave? Dave, are you there? It could be a headset. Could be a headset. Could be a headset problem. problem. <laughs> let's let's try John. He's uh he's listening online in Dallas. Hey John. Hey, how y'all doing? Listen. Good. Last the Pittsburgh game, they couldn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't pull Justin Fields out, running him to either side, right or left, first two quarters. And these first two quarters, they did not pull him out to the right or left either. Yep. He was in the pocket yep. most of the first half. How how they make the same mistake after coming out of a bat that they made in Pittsburgh? This guy, this coach is a joke. He needs to be fired, man. How do you not roll him out at all? At all. I'll hang up. Thanks. 
it's a great point, uh, Pat, because as John points out, you saw at the end of the game against Pittsburgh, it was like Justin Fields was just playing. He had taken over. He was doing his thing, and you felt that way. And we talked about it in the pregame show. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hope that they pick up from there. Let's hope that whatever they're – when they sit down and put their 20 plays together – they don't try to run what they want to run. They should run what he wants to run, mm-hmm. and we didn't see any of that. Well, let's just go to the first series. I wrote it all down here. So the first play was a zone read. He went for eight yards, right? I thought that was great. Get him running. He said he likes to take that hit to get get you know lathered up and ready to go. Then they came out in an eye formation and spread everybody wide, which I thought was pretty smart to see what the coverage would be, how would they you know not blitz or blitz or whatever. Um, and I think he threw, yeah, he threw a completion to Jakeen Grant. And then they just ran a ball. Uh, I think they ran right to uh, Montgomery. Then he had a nice RPO, and the throw was 29 yards to Mooney. Then they came out Wildcat, and they had that sweet little pitch play to Jakeem Grant, that uh, little misdirection yep. where he had some got some yards. Then they went right to the pocket. I think he threw it away. Then they had a draw, a five-yard run by um, uh, Montgomery, and then they bring in that stupid toss play. So they were moving it. Like, they, it wasn't as bad the first series as, as you thought because that's what I wanted to write down to see were they just going to come out from the pocket. They showed some different looks. It looked like they spent a little time during the bye week with some creative stuff. But then they went to that dumb pitch play that – when you get a play like that and the guy fumbles it a couple weeks ago, that's when you just scratch off that big playlist. That BU playlist, you scratch that one off. You're like, oh, this God. one just doesn't work. Yeah. That, that's out. I, it just it doesn't work. And then they call it on third and five and – I understand it again. If the, if the listeners didn't hear this begin, at the beginning, the play to me, I think, is designed to work if they're in that all-out blitz look and everybody's up in the middle. And they see everybody in the middle and those A-gaps, everybody's up there. Well, then you pitch it quick. You get outside. He can maybe beat them to the pylon for the first down. Well, they weren't in that look. They were sitting in a regular defense. Patrick Queen starts moving over towards David Montgomery before the snap. That should have been called a timeout by – that's another coaching mistake, in my opinion. That should have been called a timeout from the sideline. Because I think that's a look play. If you don't get the look, you don't call it, you don't run it, and it, it obviously didn't work. Let's try Omar. Omar is in Sacramento listening online. Hey, Omar. Good morning, or excuse me, good afternoon, gentlemen. <clears throat> it's time for the madness to be over. It's called insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting different results, nothing changing. I was doing a little research, and I see Lovey Smith, had four winning seasons, 11 and 5, 13 and 3, 11 and 5, and 10 and 6. The year he was 10 and 6, they went to the NFC Championship game and lost. Yep. And uh, he got fired. So we're looking at Nagy, who's supposed to be an offensive guru. The last three years, his offense has finished last. So it's insanity to keep thinking if we bring him back and change the pieces. Something else will happen because that's not what's happening. First they blame Trubisky, now they're blame. Who are they going to blame next? So we just need to get rid of Nagy and uh, get an offensive mind. At least Lovey Smith's tenure there, their defense was always in the top ten. Nagy's never been in the top ten at all in offense, and it's just frustrating watching them get rid of game after game after game and not being prepared. So I'll get off the air. Thanks for your time. You guys have a great day. Fire Nagy. <laughs> that that's not accurate about Lovey, right? I no, mean when he was fired, not. they that he went ten and six, they didn't make the playoffs, right. and then that was the that was the excuse given was well we said playoffs are bust and he didn't make right. the playoffs even though they won ten games. You were there, right, Pat? Yeah, you don't all right, don't get me started on Lovey. So we won the yes. NFC championship yeah. in two thousand ten, right? 
2011, yeah. when I talked about in the pregame, that was when Jay Cutler broke his thumb That's against right. the Chargers, and we were rolling. We were 7-3, and three and our offense was rolling. We were To me, that was uh, not as good a team as I've been on, but one of those teams where you know you're getting better going towards the playoffs. So that stunk. And then we did go 10-6 and six and didn't make the playoffs. But that, to me, is another problem that McCaskies have made or Phil Emery has made or whoever's in charge up there trying to make the situation that's pretty darn good better. I understand that. But maybe you didn't see it properly. You need to keep growing with those guys. Maybe that's what the McCaskies feel like they've learned from, that we should not have made that change back then when we were pretty comfortable and good and we had great collaboration, that we need to keep this continuity of these people. But you do that if you've got common people who have accomplished stuff before, and this staff really hasn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, listen, they, they have been to the playoffs twice. Um, one counts. The, you know, they, yeah, there was one expanded counts. playoffs right. last year. I mean, come on, who are we kidding? And, um, and they haven't won a playoff game around here since uh, 2010. Is that right? Yep. It's been a, mm-hmm. a very long time. Uh, let's try our buddy John. He's in Joliet. Hey, John. The best thing that happened at today's game as we left that season was people chanting fire Matt Nagy. This guy couldn't plan my Thanksgiving dinner or get lucky with a bunch of sailors on leave. This guy sucks. I want him fired, and I can't wait to see his ass out the door. That's all. Thanks, John. John, John John's still there? I would love to hear I would love to hear from a caller, like how loud was it? How many fans were still yeah. there? You know, sometimes the fans already are gone, they're running out there, but how many were still in there? chanting that because that 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 hits homes uh hits home yeah. in the mccaskey's ears yeah and i mean they were all there at the game obviously yeah. they showed uh, virginia mccaskey kind of uh, applauding when they got the fourth and 11 play mm-hmm. um i i was told i had a friend there i was told that uh you know everybody was hanging around because it was the end of the game yeah. everyone cool. kind of yeah. waited right um and uh the whole stadium was was chanting wow. that fire naggy it was Apparently, you know, a real crescendo of noise, yeah. uh, which, again, you know, I mean, that guy is has got kids, you know, I mean, I, sure. I don't I don't take any joy. I'm not the coach killer, as you well no. know, Pat. I don't <laughs> right. do that. For no, no. Uh, but I, I do think that um, that that was just a, that's a terrible result. It's mm-hmm. a terrible result last week. I understand some of the stuff with the officiating. What's the excuse now? What how what are we going to do to give him a pass now? Because it's five consecutive losses, yes. including coming out of a bye week each of the last two years when they lost six, and then they went in that dumb post game whatever you want to call it, and they said, oh, you know, we showed the character. A lot of teams would have, you know, would have uh, folded the tent and gone home if anything like that had happened. My God, how how is th- how do you celebrate a six-game losing streak? It's madness. And here we go again. Now we're at five. No, you just can't. It's 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 maddening. And yeah, I, I agree with you about you know firing coaches. But as a player, you get into it. You understand. You get booed. Yep. As a coach, you understand into it. You're going to get into it. You're going to get fired. That's the other thing. As a coach, you know you're getting fired. You're, we had a, I, when I was getting towards the end of my career, they're like, "Are you thinking about getting into coaching?" I said, "Maybe." And they said, "Well, you better buy a house on wheels." because <laughs> uh, you're going to get fired. You're not going to be there forever. And that's just understood as coaches, assistant coaches as well. Wives know it, kids know it, and that's just part of the program. And, I mean, it is what it is. But you love it to get into it, to be the best of the best, and you're in the NFL, and it's an amazing thing. But if you to go back and look at this game, and you were talking about excuses for this game, if they lost this game the way they did and Lamar Jackson was the quarterback, 
you would feel differently about this. But I think the fact, and you would say that because you don't have Akeem Hicks, you don't have Khalil Mack, you don't have Eddie Jackson, you don't have Allen Robinson. Now you take Lamar Jackson out of the equation, you've got a basically a first-year quarterback, guys thrown 11 passes, and you lose to them on your home turf, giving up a game-winning touchdown after you went down and thought you were going to win. So that, that flips the whole narrative. So there are no excuses. The excuse yep. could have been it was Lamar Jackson, and that he came back and did his miracle thing at the end of the game. But there's no excuse now. There's zero excuse. It's a, it's a great point. 312-644-6767. You're listening to the post-game show. It's sponsored by MalmedicChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Dalton, back to throw. Pressure coming. Walks wow. into the sack of Bauer, and that's going to call. No chance to get the ball off. Tyus Bowser makes the, the play. That ends it. Walked into the sack. And Andy Dalton and the Bears go down. A come-from-behind victory in dramatic fashion by Tyler Huntley and the Baltimore Ravens. They earn their seventh win of the year. They go on the road to do it. John Harbaugh, a one-game-over-500 coach on the road in his career. They win it 16-13, to and the Bears suffer their fifth consecutive loss. And now a short week headed to Thanksgiving Day against the Detroit Lions. We're back with more of the Scores Post Game Show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long snapping Ironman Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by MailMedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. Yeah, that is uh, the fine folks at WBBM, our sister station, Jeff Joniak on the call there. Um, you know, Patrick, I, I, I'm just curious. Have you ever injured your ribs? Have you ever had that injury? I'm yes. curious as to whether he can come back and play on Thursday. If the, if the rib injury was bad enough to keep him out of a game on Sunday, is that enough time to recover, do you believe, for Justin Fields? I think it all depends on excuse me, <clears throat> the severity of the rib injury. I think if you've got a broken rib that could potentially puncture something else, uh, you don't play. There's no way. That's just that's too scary. So I, well, I did mine. I did mine my last year preseason game in Carolina, and that's when I realized I was really old. Some guy blindsided me. I didn't see him, and I cracked two ribs, and Ooh. mine were just slightly cracked. So 
It took me two weeks to come back. Um, I guess if I had that, I could have played or, you know, I could have possibly played. But again, it's pain tolerance uh, for the for the situation that I had. Fortunately, it happened in the preseason. Um, but I think it just really depends on the severity of how they're broken and where where they're broken and what it could potentially do to you. Because um, I think Gronk, shoot, Gronk played another week or two, right, with, with broken ribs yep. and then finally couldn't do it. Um, so I think it just all depends on where it's broken, the pain tolerance, and uh, just all that, you know, what, what, what potential further injury you could do, do for yourself. You know, we, we should all be wearing flak jackets the way life is going, <laughs> but uh, does that help? Did you have to do that when you came back? No, I just, I luckily had enough time that it healed up. I healed okay. up and was fine. It was 100%. So, you know, I had two weeks before the first game and everything was fine. But I, I don't think, I understand taking the hit would, would make a difference. But Molly, it's also sleeping, coughing, uh, just everything. It's it's awful. It's just it's it's really bad. It's it's not fun at all. It's just it's not fun. Um, you know, we mentioned that uh, Matt Nagy now 0 and 3 with this loss coming off the bye. But you had some interesting information about that. Yeah, so they were 0 and 3 on the. Uh, so I did some Twitter research there during the uh, during the break. Three of the four losses are against backup quarterbacks. That's telling. That is just, that's just, that's really sad. I mean, you, as a player, you drool when you hear that week that, oh my gosh, so-and-so's out, Aaron Rodgers out, whoever's out. They, was it, so it would have been Drew Brees was out with the Saints, correct? Yeah. And I forgot who the quarterback was with the Broncos. And then you get Lamar Jackson. So you get Brock two Osweiler would have been the, in was the quarterback someone? that was in there, yeah. but I forgot who the starter was that year. But that's two league MVPs. You hear they're out, you should win that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I, yeah. My it's, God. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater filled in for the Saints, but yeah, it's losing the three of the four, losing three of the four games to backup quarterbacks. That's 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 sad. Yeah, and and I I think that we all understand that the Bears' defense was beaten up, but I saw uh, a Twitter a tweet rather on um, on Ravens' Twitter. A guy said, "Imagine if I told you in August the Ravens would win a game at Chicago without Lamar Jackson, Hollywood Brown, <laughs> J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Marcus Peters." Ronnie Stanley, Brandon Williams, Williams, Jimmy Smith, Parnell McPhee, Derek Wolf. <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone's got their problems, right? Yeah. Everybody's got their problems. You just can't let that particular player be the guy that marches downfield on you. I, I don't know. 72 how yards, minute and 30 seconds. Oh, my God. Goodness gracious. Let's get uh, back to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Angry Matt is on the south side. Angry Matt, were you angry before today? Oh, I've been angry for a long time. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, season, season ticket holder. I'm in traffic on my way home from the game. I got a car full of guys coming home from this uh, spectacular exhibit of uh, football. The, uh, the, we, it, we, saw this, we saw this regardless of who started at QB. We saw this coming a mile away, right? Mm-hmm. Um. We are we are ill prepared. The we keep talking about coaching. We keep talking about positions. The fact that uh, Ryan Pace has been allowed to put us in this position, and the fact that Matt Nagy is allowed to try to maneuver the pieces to make it work, is is just very telling. It's they're they're absolutely so outmatched. It's we 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 went against a guy who was undrafted. Yeah. Right. It's 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 shameful 
that we how many points do we put up? It, it's it's and and that's a rhetorical question. Yeah. It's insanity that we just we continue to step in the same pile of muck year after year, game after game, season after season. And and the McCaskies, God bless them, they just they have no either no desire or no uh, nowhere, you know, just nowhere with all to, to change it, to fix it. Um, I don't know how it gets better without, you know, pace and Nagy got to go. They do not have the, uh, the, the skill players. They do not have the lines, both defensive and offensive to fix this. And until they do, it's just not, it's, it's, there's no hope that it gets better. And we're just going to have the same, conversations over and over again uh were you there when that when the uh at the end when the uh fire naggy chant started yeah we were there and i'm not i clapped but i didn't join in the chant because i've been saying it for a couple of years but again i'm i'm a i'm a believer that you can fire naggy but if you keep pace and if you let ted phillips hire the next pace enough or, or naggy it doesn't it does not get better so fire Nagy, but all we're doing is delaying this exact conversation for four years. How, tell me how it gets better. They're going to hire a guy who we're all excited about. He's got the right visor, or he's got the right haircut, or he's got the right attitude. But it's, it's nonsense, and then we have to wait four years to realize it does not work again. Molly, what was the, I didn't get What's your name? I'm sorry. It, Angry Matt. Angry Matt, okay, Angry Matt said he could see it a mile away. And that's kind of making me mad because I'm supposed to be an analyst expert or whatever, and the fans are starting to be right about this, that they see this already going gonna to happen each weekend. My problem is I start putting on the tape and I start putting on my old jersey while I'm doing it, trying to figure out ways they're going to figure, trying to figure out ways they're going to win this game. But if fans are seeing it, and they're right, this is now a six-game losing streak and a five-game losing streak, and you got to go back to last year. After that six-game losing streak, they played some terrible teams. That's how they won. Right. That that put a Band-Aid right. on that six-game losing streak. And to have another five-game losing streak again, and for Angry Matt to see it, I mean, seeing it a mile away, I'm now going to watch Detroit Lions film a little differently before our Thursday pregame. I'm really going to look at it maybe as a fan instead of a as a, as a coach trying to out-execute him and, and out-mix-match him or all that kind of stuff because it is. It's continuing to happen. The same problems over and over. You come out of the first half, you get a penalty on the first play. How many times have we seen them getting penalties coming out of timeouts or quarters or things like that? Uh, just the, the inexcuse of, of, of poor play calling. So it is happening over and over. Again, it's happening with the DBs. It happened two weeks in a row now. It's happened. Kendall Vildor keeps yep. getting uh, abused the whole year. It's so... Now I'm seeing it a mile away. I think I just had an epiphany that I'm I'm actually going to watch this tape a little differently because I need to open my eyes a little bit more. Well, I, you know, I thought I thought your call was was a good one. I really did. With Lamar Jackson being out, mm-hmm. you know, you and Olin both took uh, the the Ravens and Dan Pompey, who had taken. Excuse me, you guys took the Bears. Bears, yeah. Dan Pompey, who had taken the Ravens, switched his pick. And I was going to do the same thing, and then I, I just stopped myself because I said, you know, I made this pick before because I didn't trust the Bears, and they got to they got to show me something. I was, yep. I was still, I'm, I felt burned by thinking they could win against San Francisco after yes. watching that game. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted them to show me, and I have no problem being wrong about it. And I was thinking that this would be a close game, and the Bears 
would win it. And then, I mean, like two minutes in the game, I'm like, oh, my God, this this Ravens team's terrible. At, at halftime, you're just sitting there like this is one of the it worst games. It was a bad games. football game. That's a bad football. It was a right great ending. The end when you had a little action, I'm just like, this is awful. Like, it's I looked awful. over at my wife, and she was taking a nap. And I was like, I wish I could be her right now. <laughs> I did. I said to I complained to my wife. I said, I'm sitting through this. This is awful. I'm going to have to talk about this. Nothing's I happened. I know. I know. Well, then, oh. But to go back, you're right. So if I go back and look at San Francisco, Pittsburgh, and this team, and you match them up on paper, and you match them up, you know, what they could, the Bears, what they could potentially do to them, you could see how you can make an argument they can win. And you can say, all right, if they put in this game plan, they execute this way, they're flawless, all that kind of stuff. They can win. They match up okay against these teams, but they find a way to lose, and that's what they're doing. That's how you get six-game losing streaks. That's how you get four-game losing streaks, and that's how you get this fifth-game losing streak. So that was a good call by uh, Angry Matt. I appreciate that. My eyes yeah. just opened up a little little differently. Let's try Dave. Dave is in Wisconsin. Hey, Dave. How are you doing? We're all right. Been better. Um, um, what happened on that last blow and coverage play on the let that was down at the goal line? Who, who, how did that happen that he got so free? And if the Bears don't make the playoffs, what changes do you see happening? And um, what is, what is um, playoffs? <laughs> don't make the playoffs. What changes do you, do you see happening during the off season? Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, as far as the coverage, I don't know because we didn't get a really good view and then Tony Romo didn't tell us, unfortunately. Uh, I think we'll get to know and maybe we'll learn more once they talk to coaches and things like that to tell you exactly what happened. But it was just a blown coverage. I mean, if somebody's running that open and you see somebody trailing them and sprinting over there that late, hmm. there's a blown coverage. Somebody had a miscommunication, mistake somewhere, and uh, that's inexcusable. That's twice in two. It's, it's one time in, in the two game-winning drives last week and this week, and it's just you, you can't have that. Is that on Kendall Vildor? Is who, who's that on? I have no idea. But it's it needs to be coached up. It needs to be corrected. Or you find somebody else to put in there. And as far as they don't make the playoffs, I think the McCaskies and Ted Phillips gave us the answer. you got to replace Pace and Nagy. I think they gave us the answer to the test in the offseason, expecting improvement. And yeah. this is not a pro- – three and seven, it's not improvement. Another five-game losing streak is it's, – it's, and if they get another six one and lose to Detroit, that's worse than last year's six-game losing streak. So – I think the yeah. writing's on the wall right now because you put it out there. You put the equation out there. They need to be better than they were last year. we got to see progress. Well, what they do last year, they snuck in the playoffs. This year they're supposed to get in, and it doesn't look like they're getting in at all, and they look a little worse than they did last year at this time. So, you know, it's very difficult to predict what's going to happen in that game since we don't even know who's lining up at mm-hmm. this point, right? We'll have a better yeah. feel um, as we get closer to that game. But – that's a winless team, Detroit. They yeah. do have a tie uh, against Mason Rudolph filling in for uh, for the uh, for Ben Roethlisberger the week after the Bears played those guys. Um, then you have Arizona here. Now I don't know what their health situation is. Mm-hmm. You go to Green Bay, and then you're you're home again for Minnesota. So I I think if you have a Six-game losing streak, it's a good chance you have a 10-game losing streak. I, I, I'm not being mean-spirited about it. I'm just saying. No, that's a fact, Mully. I agree with that. That's a fact. And I, I'd rather if I <laughs> – I don't know if it's funny, but if I'm Matt Nagy, maybe I don't want to go – if you lose to Detroit, maybe I don't want to go into the rest of the season. <laughs> just say, oh, go ahead and find me because I don't want to have a 10-game losing streak. 
Kind of being funny there, but you know. no, I'm <laughs> with that's you. just that. I mean, that's <laughs> I mean that. Then the, the writing's on the wall there. Then it's just done. That's just it's over. You can't you can't have that. Right. It's, Let's it's squeeze over. in Steve. Steve's in St. Louis. Steve, you're on our post game show. How are you? How are you guys? I love your show. Bless you. So those fire Nagy chants. Uh, I wasn't at the game. I didn't hear it when I was watching on the TV. But I wonder if the McCaskies even heard that or they had already left. Well, I saw I saw George and Virginia were there. They showed yeah. them uh, during you know with what what I, I, why would they leave with two minutes to go? Wouldn't they mm-hmm. wait and and uh, and then depart? So yeah, I I think uh, I think they heard it. Yeah, I think they had to. I think normally they wait until like the the stadium's clear, and then that's yeah. when they get out. They're in their little box up there and right. with their family, and they do their family thing. But they they definitely heard it. I mean, I saw the Twitter videos. I saw so it was with the last. It was during the last series. So they yes. were obviously there because they're not going to leave before if they get a no. chance to go down for the field goal. Um, so they heard it. And then what also hurts and what really hurts is when the fans don't go to the game. There were some empty seats in the stadium I saw. At least it looked like that at the beginning of the game, kind of some of the corner section of the stadium. Hmm. And that's that's when that's when it really hits. I mean, I know the tickets are paid for, but when you don't see people in the stadium, that, that's that's even worse. Yeah, that's, that's concession uh, lines mm-hmm. and going to the Bear store and buying your Christmas gear. That's all yeah. a big deal. Uh, to ownership so all right we're going to uh we're going to take another moment here we'll be right back with your calls 312-644-6767 the postgame show is sponsored by malmedchicago.com where a full head of hair scores every time you're listening to the score you know at the end of the game to get a touchdown there to 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 get the lead um and, and put yourself in position to to win the game and you know, it's unfortunate they were able to go down there and get a touchdown. And so that's uh, that's basically the gist of it. Uh, a lot of stuff in between, but that's where that's that's all that matters in the end. We're back with more of the Scores Post Game Show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long snapping Ironman Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by MailMedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. Yeah, that, that was unfortunate. You heard the voice there of Matt Nagy. That was really unfortunate. I don't think there's any doubt it's unfortunate. You let a um, a backup quarterback march uh, 72 yards in five plays. Uh, and, you know, I can't think of a good one among the five. I can't think of anything the Bears did that you'd say, well, that was fortunate. Um, yeah, that that's uh, – that's really, really unfortunate and just a damn pity that they lost that game. It is, and I was just trying to put myself in that locker room right now. Like, what does he say to the guys? Oh, you know what I mean. Like, how do you, how do you yeah. get them to believe? How do you get them going again? That, that, that's the hard thing. I mean, this is a game that should have been won, could have been won. This is two in a row that could have been won. There were heartbreaking losses at the end. This one to me is <clears throat> they outmanned. Um, the Ravens with, with Lamar Jackson out and should have won and put themselves in a position. But as a head coach, how do you talk to your team? How, how do you, what's that speech like at the, at the end of the game? That, that's, that's, that's a hard one. And that's going to be a hard thing for him to come back from. Uh, the meetings tomorrow are going to be difficult to, uh, you know, confront the team team and talk about, you know, maybe it's a good thing. It's a short week. Cause you get to get to right to Detroit. Like that's what you're, you're going right into that. So, uh, I was just trying to put myself in the locker room. And it's times you look at the head coach and like, what the heck is he going to say? <laughs> There's nothing really to say. And maybe that's what you tell the guys. It's like, hey, I got nothing to say here. We're on to Detroit. Let's fix this thing. 
for Detroit and see if we can get a win next week because that, that's that's a tough one. That is that's that's really tough. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it's uh, not altogether unsurprising, only that the Lamar Jackson issue came up, right? I mean, mm-hmm. had Lamar Jackson been healthy and able to play, and we thought on Friday he took part in practice, we thought he was going to be ready to go, but whatever his illness is, he could not take the field. He did show up at the stadium, but he couldn't get on the field, so they went with a backup who uh, an undrafted free agent who had, what was it, 11 passes 11, previously yeah. in his career? Five for 11. Yeah, is that what it was? Okay. It was five for eleven. Well, yeah, so he's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> help three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Nate is in Addison. Hey, Nate. Hey, what's up, guys? I got a statement and then a question. Sure. Um, I'm the guy. You remember me? I called in and said they're going to win six in a row. But yes. I was smart enough. To, I was smart enough the next week to turn around and say they're going to win five in a row, lose five in a row, including yes, Detroit. Did. Yes. We include Detroit because if he, if a man can't prepare their team with a bye week, what are you going to do with four days or three days for a Thanksgiving Day prime time game? I don't say I think Detroit going to beat them too. Now my wow. now my question my my question is this: Why do teams? And this might be more for manly. Why do teams seem like to cut off their nose to spite their face? And like what I'm saying, wouldn't it look nice with Jalen Rose and Fuller back there right now? Somebody who's seen all the defenses and can put people in the right position if. If Eddie Jackson is not out there, you got a veteran who's seen all. I mean, I don't know what they could have did to keep him, but I would. It was to me. They say they seen Jalen Jalen Johnson playing good, so they say, "Oh, mm-hmm. okay, we can let him go. We're not going to try." Just like with Mark like Alvin Robinson, they're going to say he's he can go because Mooney is doing good, but Mooney is not a number two, number one. He's probably a one right. B or you one. Mean Kyle like Fuller. Said, one, yeah, Kyle Fuller. You mean Kyle, Kyle Fuller. Fuller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And so Mooney is like a, a one. He's not big enough. I don't know why the Bears got this fetish for these small Johnny Knox, Bernard Berry inside receivers. That's not doable. If you make Mooney number one, he won't last a full year because he's going to get hurt. If he get targeted 15 times a game, he's not big enough and doable enough to be a number one. So I'll go back to the Fuller, Fuller point. I, you know, I know we got benched in Denver, but I thought he was playing really well here. I thought he yeah. set the tone, too, in the run game, the way he hit. Um, I thought he was a darn good corner here. I would have tried to done everything I could to keep him. Um, I, I, that's just me. Uh, I know him personally. He's a golf buddy of mine, but I just like the way he played. I like the way he carried himself. I like the way he turned into a real pro. And I do think he would help that defensive backfield. But the problem is you have so much money other, in other places. You know, you could have taken $7 million from Jimmy Graham and, yep. and moved that over to him or something like that, whatever you take out of his contract from there. But there's a lot of other guys making money on that defense. And when you have... That much money going to Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, uh, Robert Quinn, um, Danny yeah. Trevathan, Eddie Jackson. It's it's hard to spread that everywhere. And I, I, I do think he would have been very valuable for this defense, but you know, you gotta make you gotta make your roster how you can with your money. And maybe you could have found out different ways to get that done. I would have liked that, but um, that that's just, you know, that, that's my opinion about Kyle Fuller. I'm glad you mentioned uh, Robert Quinn because he had a couple sacks and it yeah, seemed he had a good like game. he yeah, he did okay for himself. Yeah, he had a real good game. I just, you know, it's he, he was going against a backup tackle. So yes. hopefully your, your guy that's making $70 million can do that against a backup tackle who was not getting a lot of chip help. Um, but overall, he played a great game. He's very, he just, I just love his hustle, 
and how yep. active he is, uh, you know, going after the ball, getting the forced fumble. Unfortunately, it went out of bounds. Yes. But, um, you know, he's making some very athletic plays. Romo mentioned the one where he tackled the running back instead of going, taking the quarterback. And maybe, I don't know if that was his responsibility. It could have been, could not have been. But and if it was for him to go to the quarterback, he made a great guess and an athletic move to tackle him. But he's playing at a high level. And it's just unfortunate you don't have Khalil Mack out there to, to demand double teams as well. And then uh, Keem Hicks on the other side. Ton of money, I mean, yeah, not on go. the field for the Bears. Yeah. I mean, a yes. ton of money. They have a lot invested in that defense, in that defensive front. Um, I, you know, you didn't, you didn't get a chance to uh, to get those guys out there. Akeem uh, is a big part of this. They could not uh, effectively stop the run the entire game. I thought that Roquan Smith played his tail off, had a really good game. That was uh, that was good to see. He's had a really good season. He's probably been. As good as anyone on that defense, Robert Quinn has been very good. Mack is always uh, a very dangerous player. It's a pity that you've lost him. But, it, you know, as we've tried to balance it, they were without a lot too. And, um, yeah. you know, your MVP quarterback, uh, losing him is pretty uh, difficult for any team to get over. The very fact that they that the Bears could, could find a way to lose that game uh, and it wasn't Lamar Jackson that tore him up. That, that, as you mentioned earlier, Patrick, that takes away that excuse, right? Yep. That that just erases it. it you can't sit there and say, oh, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers owns them. So, of course, they're mm-hmm. going to lose the game. <laughs> you know, I, if, uh, if, it's, uh, if it's Tyler uh, uh, Handley that, uh, Huntley that owns them, you got a problem. Yes. you got a serious, serious problem. He, Let's, he owned uh, them with a minute and 30 seconds to go in the game. <laughs> he, 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 <laughs> it was ridiculous. Oh. oh my God! It didn't help the twenty-one yard defensive pass interference, but nothing helped. I mean, every but, but, play but, was a train wreck. One hundred percent, Molly. Before we go to the callers, real quick, I did got you know you mentioned Roquan Smith. I guess he was yep. total seventeen tackles, two tackles for losses, wow. and I'm sure that's going to go up with coaches' tackles. So he's probably got twenty plus tackles, and wow. it looked like on on just watching him, he had twenty plus tackles. And then Robert Quinn had five total tackles, three and a half sacks he was credited with, and three tackles for losses. Wow. So if there's any bright point in the game, it's those two players. But like we said, the DBs had a horrible game, and that was the big part of the loss to me. But that's a pretty good game by Roquan Smith, and good to see Robert Quinn kind of redeeming himself after last year. Let's try Bruce. Bruce is in Longdale. Hey, Bruce. Hey, guys. How's everything? Good day good. today, you know. Uh, I've decided I'm not watching the Bears anymore, so that, that's easy. But uh, <laughs> Mac Nagy's poor, poor choices, man. Uh, the Cleveland game, he could have put in uh, Nick Foles. He could have been any worse at halftime. The Tampa Bay game, he could have put in Andy Dalton. Stop the bleeding, you know. And the Pittsburgh game, I watched the first quarter. They're down 14 points. So I started lifting weights, jumping rope, come back to fourth quarter. Looked like a pretty good game, you know. But I am really disappointed that Matt Nagy had two weeks to prepare and the offense looked so lackluster the first half, you know. And I said, why am I watching this? But I just kept watching because I was like hypnotized, you know what I'm saying? But today (laughs) is the day. I mean, the guy said in 2019, he does not know their offensive identity. And if the coach doesn't know, who does, okay? There's nothing left. I mean, like, he's a nice guy, but there's nothing that he can say. I, 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 I'm even wondering, what can he say to the team to get them to play, to keep playing for the rest of the year? As far as I'm concerned, play 
Nick Foles, and we can't do any worse. I want you guys to have a nice evening because you guys were fired up after the game. I'm not even angry because I'm not watching Thanksgiving. I got to let my food go down. You guys have a wonderful <laughs> evening. <laughs> Bruce, that's a good point. I wonder how many people. Well, it depends what time you eat. I mean, if, if they lose like that, you're going to be sick for a while, so you might not have a dinner till till the evening. Gosh. Yeah, I, uh, I just yeah. I don't know. It, okay. It's, it, yeah, it's just it's Final ugly. takeaway, Pat. <laughs> give me Give me – what is going to be your abiding takeaway from this game? I'm going to evaluate the team differently. Uh, angry, angry Matt gave me a, a great idea that, you know, he saw it coming from a mile away, and I've got to start being honest about this team that they continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over. And guys just aren't producing, and they're not getting it done. I think we got maybe a little uh, blinded by, by Justin Fields' growth, and we were, you know, all excited about that, and we weren't looking at everything else of how bad the DBs were. Um, these penalties that keep happening, poor clock management by Matt Nagy. Again, they should have had two timeouts going in to the final, what, 22, 25 seconds to get into field goal range, but he messed up with clock management and situational football. Uh, so I think my eyes have just opened up more to truly who this team is, and I'm going to evaluate them that way instead of trying to find a way to win each week. I'm just going to have to put that into the equation when I'm evaluating these guys that you're going to have to spec dumb penalties. You're going to have to spec – uh, you know, burning uh, or just bad situational football, burning a timeout, um, and, and just you know, poor DB play. That, that's 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 my takeaway. Yeah, um, it's just the worst loss of the year. I'm just going to yeah, call it 100%. the worst loss of the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it, and it would have been that if the, if uh, it would it might have been that regardless of what yeah. happened. I but that the timing of that, the way the defense play, I just it's. You know, I, I'm I'm with uh, I'm with our final caller there. Maybe we need to just concentrate on our dinner and uh, worry about Thanksgiving. Uh, but we'll be watching. All right, the yes, the post post show, Patrick. I will talk to you again on Thursday morning. We will be back for the pregame show. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to us and uh, and well appreciated. Make sure you stay tuned. We've got uh, Olin and Anthony Heron joining uh, the score next for the post-postgame show. Thanks again, as always, for listening. This has been the postgame sponsored by MelmedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. Thank you to Brandon for his great work. Uh, really appreciate that, Brandon Fryer. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 